WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go. Live on this Tuesday, January 23rd, it is indeed Kale and Company. Right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale. Don Stenslin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Anthony Terenzo, Phil Omquist, our associate producers. Very, very busy show today. I would argue the most important day of Nikki Haley's political career, but that's just one man's opinion. Don Stenzlin, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Warming up. Thank God. Can't get any colder, can it? <laughs> Gregory. Who will get more points? Donald Trump in New Hampshire or Joel Embiid last night in, uh, for the 76ers? Joel. Sounds like a FanDuel prop bet. <laughs> Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, we got good stuff today. 70 is the magic number, by the way. No, he scored 70? Yes. Yep. Sixers history. Yep. Oh, my. True story. The only other person, Will Chamberlain, I think, did 68, had 68 points. Yeah. Well, Will had 100 for somebody, but I don't think it was with the Sixers. Kobe had 81. Kobe had 81. That's enough sports. No, it's more, it's history. It's history. Exactly. Just like Fannie Willis's career. All right, we have to get to so many good things today. This is great. We might need, I don't know, six and a half hours, but we only get four. Uh, immigration and inflation, we got to get to that. SCOTUS handing the Biden administration a border victory. We will break down the New Hampshire primary, all the details that you need to know about today. And then also, just when you thought Ron DeSantis was just going to shuffle on back to Florida with no drama. You know that speech he gave? His concession speech on Sunday? <laughs> Apparently he got it wrong. <laughs> it's, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. I saw this floating around the internet. Like, I didn't know that it was yes, true at first. No, two days ago. Yeah. And like you, I I don't, you know, I don't believe what I see on Twitter because it's not real. So I didn't, you know, I didn't make too much of it. But then I saw articles being written about it like semi-reputable sources, so uh-huh. I'm just like, yep, yep, we definitely got this wrong. Yes, we will explain coming up at 6.45 oh, this morning. This is unbelievable. Oh, man. Mustard. Yes. <laughs> no, no, not mustard. It's a different product, uh, and we will tell you about it. Also, Democrats using artificial intelligence for elections first, but I wonder if, in fact, they will be treated the same as one individual was eight years ago. If proven to be true. Trump to Pennsylvania, we'll tell you when that's happening. And we also have a litany of conspiracies. We have a conspiracy corner today. What? We're going to dedicate the 735 block and we're going to call it Conspiracy Corner. That is correct. We have two conspiracies to hash out. 
on the program. And, of course, a loaded cut sheet. All right, but before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. Round number one, 605, the great Don Stensland. And good morning this Tuesday morning. January 23rd will tell you when things will warm up. I know that we're still frigid. It still feels frigid this morning at 28 degrees. Feels like 24 degrees with the wind chill. But we have a major spring-like warm-up in store for you. And certainly the weather contributed to all of these sinkholes, water main breaks across the region. I know that crews continue to work on one of those main pipes for Delran's sewer water after that huge sinkhole opened up in the South Jersey neighborhood. Delran mayor, Delran's mayor saying that, um, it, that Leon Avenue there could be drivable within a week at the earliest. But even after that, crews are going to continue making repairs, which could take months, unfortunately. So a lot of road closures there, major sewer line collapsing there, causing a portion of the roadway to cave in. That's just the beginning of it because so many people obviously um, had to boil water, could not even flush their toilets. So the good news is you can flush your toilet this morning. That's uh, so that's an advantage that. I didn't have about seven weeks ago in Nashville <laughs> oh in my, my hotel gosh. stay, so that's a positive. <laughs> so you can flush your toilet, but the roadways are shut down. In Norristown, they have been able to repair that, that huge water main break that we talked about, causing a lot of road closures and problems there. So we have that going on as well. And... Coming soon next month, just a heads up, there will be at least one weekend in February where I-95 will have a lot of closures. But it looks like it'll be the weekend. So for Monday through Friday, folks, hopefully cross your fingers, 95, we won't have any detours on that one. As Fetterman said, 95, 95, 95, 95. 95. In the uh, headlines today in the Israel-Hamas war, 21 Israeli soldiers killed in a single attack there in the Gaza Strip and the reservists were preparing explosives were told to demolish two different buildings in central Gaza when a militant fired a rocket propelled grenade right at a tank nearby and so the chief military spokesman there saying that hours later the military did announce ground forces had encircled Gaza's second largest city that situation continues with no end in sight um, because Israel has said they would agree to some kind of a ceasefire if all the hostages would be returned. That's not happening, according to Hamas. Remember, yeah, remember when we said uh, as soon as Israel starts to go on the offensive and attack Gaza and go after Hamas, this thing's going to be over. Like they woke, they they awoke in a sleeping giant, yes. and with the backing of the United States, this ragtag Hamas operation would be finished. Are we a little surprised that it's almost the end of January? And and not that this thing, the escalation, not that the battles are still going on, but that they haven't destroyed Hamas further or more um, closer to just kind of wiping them out completely. I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long, to be honest. Well, I think that's the goal, ultimately. Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as the Pentagon, the Pentagon saying there's no more money for Ukraine. This is the first time. Since Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin established the international group to support Ukraine back in April of 2022. So the U.S. will host the monthly gathering in about 50 countries of about 50 countries, but saying they're out of money, unable to send the ammo and the missiles that Ukraine needs to fend off Russia. Oh, poor Zelensky. Running out of money. uh, His sugar daddy said no more. 
Yeah, we've provided Ukraine more than $44.2 billion in security help <laughs> since Russia invaded in February of 2022, coming up on the two-year anniversary next month. Wow, $44 billion in two years. They want more money. And eventually it all dries up. Yes. And um, number three, I you know, obviously the voting is underway. Former President Donald J. Trump aiming for a commanding victory today in New Hampshire, hoping to secure that sweep of the first two Republican primary races that would make a November rematch between President Joe Biden and former President Trump. But what about Ambassador Nikki Haley? She had a big traditional win. I know you'll talk about moving forward at midnight. So what does that all mean? And yes, some exciting news for Joel Embiid setting franchise, setting a franchise record, scoring 70 points versus the Spurs to pass up the great Wilt Chamberlain for most in a game in 76ers history. Also, not just 70 points, 15 rebounds, five assists. Never, never done before in the NBA. Boy, they're just setting us up for a heartbreak in April and May, aren't they? <laughs> you can just sense I it. You can not. feel it. We're oh, this is the year. We're going to get over the hump. The Eagles, the, the Eagles failed us. And we, we bowed out of the playoffs too soon in football, but this will be the year in basketball. And then Boston will gut us in seven. I can feel it. Sorry, didn't mean to be Thanks so negative. Thanks for that. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's just a spoiler, it's just a spoiler <laughs> alert, folks. Well, I, we have to come up with it. Uh, Nikki negativity yes. or something. I'm like know. Zelensky. I'm all out of money. The bag man has dried up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, here's some cheerful news. Let's talk about Let's talk about the forecast because we are warming up, and I think you're going to love this forecast, truly. So today and tomorrow, we are in the 40s. We've been talking about this all week long, how we're in for this major warm-up. So today, 41 degrees and mostly cloudy. For your tomorrow, uh, we see 44 degrees, but some rain moves in. And Thursday, Thursday morning when we come in, just a heads up, rather foggy, 56 degrees is your high with a low of only 51 degrees, but rain moving through for Thursday. And then Friday, 60 degrees with some showers Feeling like spring on Friday. Saturday, I still contend, best day of the week. Saturday, sunny skies, 54 degrees, closing out the month of January. Kind of weird. And then Sunday, 47, showers back. Next week looks like high 30s, low 40s. So maybe we're out of the Arctic air for good. Good. I'd be glad with that. Yes. I'd, be, I'd be ecstatic. I might even try to play golf on Saturday. I was, I, that, see, that's why I just, this is catered to audience of one, Nick Kale. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 613 on this Tuesday morning. It's time for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center and today's Big Take, Dems Double Trouble. It's an election year, and we're not even one month into 2024, and you can really sense how much trouble the Democrats are in. Yes, I know, polls are polls, right? But what if they are correct? What if they are correct in 2024? What if the data of polling actually matches the eye test of what Americans are living through on a daily basis right now? The polls were wrong for the midterms in 2022, but what if they are right for the general election? Well, it spells doom and disaster for the Dems, if true. The latest Harvard-Harris polls are out, and the deeper the field gets, the more it benefits Donald Trump. In the national poll, 
Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by six points. When you throw RFK Jr. into the equation, Trump's lead expands to eight points, meaning that Kennedy is hurting Biden and not Trump. And when you throw all third-party options into the mix, which includes RFK Jr., Cornell West, and yes, even Jill Stein, Trump's lead balloons to 11 points. Now, polls are only one part of today's theme for the big take. There's more anecdotal evidence to suggest such trouble for the Biden administration and Democrats in general. And two of the biggest faces and voices of the party are Joe Biden, obviously, and John Fetterman. And it's getting to the point in 2024 where both might need to be muzzled, but for different reasons. This past Friday, Joe Biden was speaking at the U.S. Conference of Mayors Winter Meetings in Washington, and Joe put on quite the performance. Listen and watch this. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my p- picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Joe wouldn't know the difference between Deborah and the Easter Bunny if he posed for pictures with either one of them right now. It's moments like that why they don't want Joe out in public. They don't want him out speaking, walking, or doing anything that could further prove he's no longer fit for office. So what do you do? Well, you go all hands on deck. In the last month and a half, we've seen Hillary Clinton linked to Joe Biden's re-election efforts. We've seen and heard from Barack Obama. And now California Gavin Newsom has entered the picture yet again. Basically, any Democrat of the past, present, and future to help drag Joe to the finish line or at least get him to the summer before he gets swapped out at the convention. And according to Politico, Newsom is hitting South Carolina and Nevada to stump for Joe Biden. Newsom told Political, quote, He's aiming to focus on what Biden's three years in the White House have meant to people's pocketbooks and quality of life, end quote. That's a true quote. What Joe Biden has meant to your bank account and your quality of life. Pretty gutsy to position it that way, right? And speaking of money, Democrats are bracing for a tough election year as Politico is reporting that the, quote, top outside group supporting President Joe Biden raised $208 million in 2023 alone. Future Forward's total haul, which was first shared with Politico, combined with the nearly $100 million raised by the Biden campaign operation in the final quarter of the year, likely gives the president a significant fundraising advantage over his Republican rivals. The Future Forward total includes money raised by both its super PAC and nonprofit arm, Future Forward USA Action. Together, they serve as the Biden campaign's preferred outside avenue for raising unlimited funds from high-dollar donors. Now, by comparison, the group only spent $150 million in 2020. But Joe is only half of the trouble right now. And what makes it double trouble is Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. As each day, week, and month passes by, Fetterman sounds more and more like a man of common sense. And he's certainly not a Republican, but squad Dems and the far left, well, they ditched common sense long, long ago. Here was the Pennsylvania senator on Jake Tapper's show on CNN making some very astute comments about Israel, immigration, the border, and dare I even say the American dream. Listen and watch this. Why do you think you've been so criticized by so many progressives? 
I, I honestly don't understand. I, I don't understand why it's controversial to anybody to decide that you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race, that I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration. And, you know, my my wife's family, I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. And I really, I think about immigration is we want to provide the American dream for any uh, migrant. But it seems very difficult when you have 300,000 people showing up encountered at, at our border to do that. And I think we need to, to re, do a reset and we have to work together uh, and develop uh, a new comprehensive solution to that. And that would also unlock a lot of the critical aid for Ukraine. Again, we cannot forget about Ukraine. That's that's critical uh, for Israel and Taiwan. That's a very important kind of standard that we have to maintain, that we're going to support and stand with our allies. So Joe Biden is having conversations with people that aren't actually present, and John Fetterman is making a whole bunch of sense. Why is that important? Well, because Fetterman ran as a progressive left-winger. Since his stroke and recovery, he's essentially a moderate. And remember, not even a week after Fetterman defeated Oz, he was paraded around the national TV talk show circuit and the mainstream media outlets and left-wing publications, and he was propped up as the future of the Democratic Party. And they were even pontificating if he has a future as president of the United States. So you have the current president out on his feet, unaware of what day it is, and the golden child, the everyman, sliding way back right on policy. This is why it's double trouble for the Dems. And maybe the Dems were right. Straight, white, heterosexual males are the problem. Well, it appears that way for the Democrats, anyway. And they might need a gag order on both of them ASAP. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning is brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or visit their website at TommyD's.com. We'll come back and get set for New Hampshire today, what it means, everything that's at stake, and then also SCOTUS delivers a big victory to the Biden administration at the border that I don't think benefits a single American. We're back after this on this Tuesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg, Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And then there were four. It all gets underway this Sunday, 3 o'clock, Kansas City at Baltimore, Detroit at San Francisco. If you've been waiting, if you've been watching, the NFL playoffs from the sidelines. There's still a time to get in on the game with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship game with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. If you've been, uh, if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. I love the FanDuel app. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President of PA, first online, real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. 
Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. The votes are being counted. We got four for Nikki Haley so far. Two more to go. Stand by. She's definitely won the majority here already. The next ballot is being opened. And that's five for Nikki Haley. Is it going to be six for six? Feels like we're at a sport game. Sport game. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for the results. That is all six voters here in Dixville Notch have voted for Nikki Haley. You're going to see them write the results on the board over there. We're going to stand by while they're officially putting those on the board. She has gotten six out of the six votes here in Dixville Notch. They are writing them on the board. And again, two of these voters were actually undeclared voters, which is something that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on tomorrow. The undeclared voter is the key voting block for someone like Nikki Haley. That's because undeclared voters get to go to the voting booth, choose whether they're going to take a Republican or a Democratic ballot. And those voters who tend to be more independent-minded, they're the ones, if, if Haley can pull this off, it's going to be because of those undeclared voters, Stephanie. That's how it sounded. Where were you late in the night or the early hours of the morning? It was 12.09 a.m. to be precise. When Nikki Haley raced out to a 6-0 lead in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. Welcome back in. Kale and company. I think the Trump campaign is panicking right now. Yes. Clearly worried. Not sure if they can recover. Because when Dixville Notch speaks, Dixville Notch tells you the truth. Wow. <laughs> Not to be confused with nearby Dixville Nub. Or Dick Morris. <laughs> oh, no, no. Welcome back in. It's Kale and Company as we continue here on this Tuesday morning. So, New Hampshire, and that was what Dawn was teasing and alluding to um, in her news this morning as the first in the nation primary technically uh, underway, and they were reporting live, um, <laughs> gathering. Can you imagine what that must be like? In, in I mean, this is a state in all seriousness. Uh, seriousness they only have a million and a half people right this is a state that is not representative of the country as a whole it's a predominantly white state you know they they kind of position it as battleground ish but controlled by republicans but for 20 years now it's been basically democrat country so um you you take that with a, a major grain of salt but nikki haley six nothing they missed the extra point she went for two wow i mean it it's cute in the sense of, I guess it's quaint, you know, it's quaint, it's cute, that they're so excited. They're very excited about uh, elections and voting. Which I wish the entire nation was, yes. to be completely honest. I wish that energy and that passion was palpable throughout the country and we had far more people that, um, you know, took advantage of this, this process that you are afforded in this country. So Yeah, and where they are, and you even think about Iowa and the caucuses, Everybody knows each other. There's, there's, there's no allegation of any kind of cheating because everybody, I, I, I don't even know if they have ID because they all know each other. Right. You know all, what I mean? They're all neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good. That's just Joe. <laughs> oh, Frank, get over here, Frank. <laughs> so they have a nice, 
uh, sense of community. Yes, they really if, do. If you really think about <laughs> New Hampshire, it is the size of uh, Phoenix. <laughs> so when you talk about you know a microcosm of the United States, yep, uh, it is not one. That's true. That being said, neither is Iowa. Right. So well, yeah. um, you know. I know there's a lot of time and money and 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 news coverage being uh, uh, dedicated to uh, these two because they're first, mm-hmm. uh, but it really it tells nothing about anything right. in the general election. That's right. We'll find more out about that when we get to the spring. So New Hampshire, uh, so you know, gets 22 delegates, which is less than one percent of the total delegates for the entire primary, and New Hampshire's primary has been the site of some uh, poll-defying upsets. CNN had a pretty decent breakdown here uh, from the Republican side of upsets when John McCain defeated George W. Bush in 2000, but only three times since the 1950s has the winner of the New Hampshire primary not gone on to be the Republican nominee. Now, from a polling standpoint, I have seen Nikki Haley as close as seven points where in early January, she trailed Trump 39% to 32%. According to some of the latest polls, she's down about 11 points, 50% to 39 points, uh, 39%. And I've seen some where he was, uh, Trump was up 15, 17, even 20 points. So maybe we should just, to, to have a little fun and have some, some competition here with, with New Hampshire, just set an over under at what we think the percentage will be that Trump wins by. <laughs> I think we should just probably set it around fourteen and a half or fifteen and a half percent. So nobody on this show thinks Nikki Haley is going to pull up. Well, if you want to call for the upset, upset, by all means, go right ahead. I, 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 I don't, don't think see so. that happening. No, no, I don't see that either. On so, the Republican side, New Hampshire has correctly predicted the party nominee every year since two thousand. Okay. In the millennium. Okay. So if Nikki pulls the upset. According to the trends, according to the data Dawn just gave you over the last quarter century, that would mean Nikki Haley will end up being the nominee, which would be the stunner of all stunners in American politics. I got to say this. We've been saying this for a month now on this show. Okay, say she squeaks by New Hampshire. That's a big if. It's a huge if. Then what? She ain't going to win South Carolina. No. You, I mean, so, no, she's so not. what's the next? So what's her what's her next state? What's her next path that she wins? I think her path comes to an end today. I I think she's probably going to lose by about seventeen or eighteen percentage points would be my guess. So I'm going. I'm taking Trump and over whatever number we set fourteen and a half, fifteen and a half, whatever. I'll take Trump and going over on that. And then yesterday, I think we mentioned it right towards the end of the show, uh, or maybe it happened after uh, during you know during the dawn show. Nancy Mace comes out and endorses uh, Donald Trump again. Not that I carry any uh, you know that with a, a ton of uh, weight, but you look at the entire trend now across the state of Carolina. Uh, McMaster, the governor, has endorsed Trump. Tim Scott has done that. He's from South Carolina. Lindsey Graham was the first to do it. Now Nancy Mace. The four most prominent figures probably in the Republican Party in Nikki Haley's own state yeah, it's have so, endorsed Trump. It's so humiliating. So it really is. I, I, to, in my opinion, it's over. The only question is whether or not she will wait another month because well, I believe February 23rd is the South Carolina primary. She, look at who's funding her, though. I mean, there's some big donors that are funding her, Koch brothers. Like, like she has the money if she wants to continue to go on. Mm-hmm. The question is, is she's, what, 51, 52? She has a, a huge political career, a long 
political career in front of her? Does she want to damage her reputation by sticking this out as 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 much as she can? I don't know. Or do you just follow the DeSantis lead, cut your losses, realize that you can salvage something and that's what I mean. get out now, yeah, right? That, that's what I mean. Like if she wants to Ron DeSantis calculated that, you know, he's 45, 46 years old. He has a, a long political career ahead of him mm-hmm. that just cut his losses now and try again later. Will she make that that same calculation? I don't yeah. know. And also, you know, I think we have short memories and short attention spans. Like, I, I could totally see, you know, some of us just, you know, four or five years from now is a long time. There's going to be people, now there's always going to be people that will never forget, and as we say on Kale and Company, we keep the receipts, so there could certainly be many Republicans that don't forget about how bad DeSantis was or how disloyal he he was, and then the same thing could be applicable to Nikki Haley. Coming down the stretch here, really, since we flipped the calendar over from 23 to 24, hasn't been a good stretch for her. Vivek slammed her on stage in that debate about naming three territories in Ukraine that she couldn't. She botched the Civil War slavery question. That was a very easy question to answer. A third grader could have answered that question probably more eloquently than she did. And then you throw in the stuff from the weekend. Again, it doesn't matter to me what she does, but it hasn't been a great stretch for Nikki Haley. My only question is at this point, and I say this somewhat tongue in cheek, does Trump retire bird brain like he retired to Sanctimonious? Yes. Because that's the thing about Trump. And I, I do think his. His way of handling DeSantis, if he treats Nikki the same way, I really do think that begins to create this unity and this united front that we saw last night. Because I think Trump was in New Hampshire last night, and on stage, you had Vivek Ramaswamy with Trump, you had Tim Scott, and there was a fourth figure up there. I'm forgetting who that was. But like, if you want to truly unite, I think you retire the bird brain. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dan Wybin on the YouTube chat. Uh, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT says, how would it ruin her career if she sticks it out to South Carolina? Well, I mean, the the polling is showing that she's going to be not just, she's not gonna ju- just going to lose South Carolina, she's going to be humiliated in yeah. South Carolina. You're a two-time so, governor in that state. So uh, getting, you know, swatted in your own state does not look good for you politically. Right. So like, could you but, imagine if DeSantis? I'm sorry, don't go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you imagine if DeSantis would have stuck it out to the point where they got to Florida and Trump dunked on him in Florida, yeah, it would be career suicide. But I also think, do we really? Do, does the you know do, do the vast majority of Americans really remember? I mean, we live and breathe this stuff yeah, every year. <clears throat> so ultimately, if Nikki Haley decides she's going to fight it, she's going to stick it out. I, you know, will somebody remember this eight years from now or whatever? I also think it's funny that, you know, we're saying she's funded by these li- liberals. One is a Bill Crystal led group. Bill, I didn't know, say liberals. The Koch <clears throat> brothers are, I mean, I mean, they're more libertarian. They're but more they're, libertarian. But, but they're, but they've they're, been Republican backers for a long time. But they're more, um, you know, I guess, well, I guess they're never Trumpers or they're more mainstream maybe. Mm-hmm. But Nikki Haley, they're, they keep saying, oh, She's fun- bankrolled by these uh, Democrat dark money groups, and then they named Bill Crystal in one of them. Right. I had to laugh at that. You know, that yeah. he's, it, so it, there's a piece of this with Nikki Haley where the party, what we're seeing is, you know, can Donald J. Trump unify the party? Because we do have some splintering. We have the party evolving and changing. 
and with ethnicities and different core groups and that sort of thing and who Trump is trying to attract. There was a story out yesterday that maybe Marco Rubio was now a candidate for Veep, you know, because he he's really going for that Hispanic or, I mean, Marco Rubio, Rubio's Cuban. But, you know, so I think that what we're seeing is the inner battle within the Republican Party mm-hmm. and the GOP. It's up to Trump right now to bring everybody together. And that first speech that I think you played the other day with, with Trump trying to unify and try to be complimentary, but then yesterday kind of goes toward bashing, you know, Nikki. So he needs to stick with the unity theme. He needs to bring everybody in, bring the party together, big tent, GOP. Let, let me, let me, this is, this is not a slight on Trump. This is a slight against those that are, quote, Republicans that just refuse to get on board, whether they're never Trumpers, rhinos, whatever, however you want to classify. It's not so much about whether DeSantis backers will now get in with Trump. Yeah, they're going to be on board with Trump because policy-wise they're pretty similar. But Trump can do all he wants to unite. But if you are going to have some of these career swamp Republican politicians that just don't like Trump... Well, that, that's not on Trump. Like, Trump can only do so much to bring everybody in. If we are of the mindset and the belief that the Republican Party is never going back to the days of John McCain and G.W. Bush and things like that, and this is the path forward under the, the MAGA movement, the Trump movement, whatever you want to call it, well, some of those other people that have been such in opposition and resistance to Trump they're the ones, I think, that have to eventually say, you know what, okay, this is this is where the party wants to go. This is where most of the people want it to go. They, those are the people that need to look at the polls and say, you know what, okay, maybe I don't like Trump within the Republican Party, but my party is telling me, screaming at me, we don't want Nikki. We don't want DeSantis. We want Trump. We want that style of governance, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the Republican Party. Like Trump can beg and plead and unite and say this, but you know you, you can only you can lead a horse to the well. You can't make a drink, right? So these people have to come around to Trump. I think. I think a couple of things. I mean, what was the number? Eight percent of Republicans just railed against Trump last time around. I believe it was eight percent of registered traditional Republicans said either I'm going to vote for the independent or I'm going to stay home, whatever that was, and so. So on one hand, when I talk to even people here, what they say is, you know what, I voted for the independent or stayed home last time because I just didn't like things. I didn't like the twi- his Twitter, whatever. Yeah. But they, what they tell me, you know, now I realize it's, it's just too important because mm-hmm. of the stark differences. And it's between Trump and Biden. A lot of people say, I'm not happy with either choice, but Trump is going to fix things. And there's that belief. But on the other hand, I do think... Uh, that Trump moving forward, we'll see more of him as the unifier. I think he will. He understands that he'll attempt that and try to really bring people together. I, I certainly hope so. 855-839-1210, the number. If you want to jump in, New Hampshire primary underway, effective <laughs> earlier this morning as of 12.09. Nikki Haley up 6 nothing for those that are <laughs> tracking on a, a scoreboard app on your phone. Okay, so a couple of things here to wrap up this segment. Uh, this was not a good day yesterday for national security in America. Um, and I, I didn't think it would get to the point where the Supreme Court of the United States 
would be the ones that truly let us down. So the Biden border disaster, it was a win for the Biden administration as you had two conservatives that actually ruled along with a few of the liberals on the Supreme Court in favor of Biden by a 5-4 ruling that the uh, razor wire along the border um, needs to be cut down. So here's uh, a few of the details if you missed this big story yesterday uh, in the afternoon. The Supreme Court cleared the way for federal agents to cut through all of the barbed wire that Texas put up along the southern border. Justices John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the court's three liberal justices in the 5-4 decision, which is a big win for the Biden administration in their border fight with Greg Abbott and Texas. It's amazing. Greg Abbott cares more about national security than our own president does, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Two of the Supreme Court conservative justices handed Biden the major victory. Uh, justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh were the four that dissented. Uh, a few of the conservatives that I just mentioned jumped in with Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, and Katanji Brown-Jackson, who we know is a Biden uh, appointee. And this just stinks, I think, on many levels, because you have seen so many governors in red states along border states that have tried to essentially slap the Biden administration upside the head and say, this is what we're dealing with. If you're not going to help us, we are going to implement policies and razor wire and do everything we can, not only to protect the citizens of our own state as a governor like Greg Abbott is in Texas, but also throughout the United States, everything that comes through the border from fentanyl to terrorists to criminals to, uh, you know, people with any sinister intentions. And it's, it's, it's just truly, it's, I don't even want to say I'm angry. I, I'm, I'm just at the point now where I'm numb that, it's obvious. And Joe said this, and there's a soundbite going around from Joe over the weekend. Oh, yeah, the border's been a disaster for 10 years. I've said that. Yet his own um, secretary of defense, uh, not secretary of uh, defense, but um, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas refuses to admit it's a crisis. Uh, he says the border's secure, which, by the way, that should be that soundbite of Joe should be played at Mayorkas's impeachment trial because you've got his boss saying the, the border's broken. Yet the puppet is saying the border is secure. I just thought I was a little a little numb yesterday that the Supreme Court and a few conservative justices ruled in favor of Biden yesterday. That was that was a rough one to swallow if you were paying attention to the, uh, paying attention to the news cycle yesterday. Well, I think that <clears throat> part of it was that they, you know, the lawyers did a good job of saying that the razor wire installed by Texas makes the job impedes the job of the border agents of the the, the federal agents number one yeah. and number two they present i believe they presented evidence saying that there were there were migrants you know trying to get over who were caught in this and presented an actual danger i'll point out to you it was justice amy coney barrett yep. and chief justice john roberts who sided with the court's three liberals yep so there you go they, they went after amy yeah. You know, they went after a mom, right, of young kids, and they they went toward that as mm -hmm. well. And this coming after the latest Harvard-Harris poll that I referenced in the big take, but specifically for this border conversation, Americans in this poll of 2,000 people that were polled now say that immigration has overtaken inflation 
as the top voter concern for 2024. The survey found that 35% of respondents listed immigration as their paramount concern with inflation a close second, named by 32% of respondents. You know, it was economy, 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 but it's funny how the narrative has shifted because I think the reality, and it's not even a narrative anymore, is the border is undeniable, and I think most Americans realize that maybe national security has slightly inched ahead of the economy and inflation. So, If the border is, you know, we've been saying this for months on the show, if the border is the issue that most Americans care about, uh, then that's a good sign for the Trump campaign. It is. Because that's what won him in 2016. Yeah. I mean, Trump, Trump with Trump, it's the border and the economy. Yeah. I mean, those two, those, that should be the runaway favorite for Trump to win. But we know other issues out there like abortion work against Trump and Republicans. So it'll be fascinating to see how the uh, the voices um, speak up. And, and especially since in the poll you're referencing, half of Democrats agree with ramped yeah. up security measures. Agreed. That's highly significant, but I do yep. think they're related. In other words, you see all these images of just a sea of people coming, you know, across and 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 aiming for CBP. So I think that those individuals who are saying I'm here, yep. they're not, you know, that that's not a security issue. But I think that when you see all those individuals, you go, oh my goodness, how are we going to pay for this? We have a crisis already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well said. 855-839-1210 at 1210 on social media or of course you can be a part of the Kalen Company comment community on YouTube just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT and hit the like and subscribe buttons coming up next we'll wrap up the first hour Ron DeSantis, Winston Churchill and Anheuser-Busch Uh-oh. <laughs> oh boy Kalen Company we're back after this stay right there I love parks they're the number one casino experience in the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and I would argue in our entire region. Why? Because they really do have it all. It is my casino of choice, as you well know. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 live table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, award-winning restaurants. And I love the fact that we have New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night and the best bands every single weekend only at 360 Lounge. Parks Casino, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, and all that entertainment and fun all under one roof. Plus, top headliners every single weekend at the 1,500-seat Excite Center only at Parks Casino. So, America's top psychic, medium, Matt Frazier, April 20th, comedian Andrew Dice Clay, April 27th, plus SNL's Colin Jost headlining February 16th and 17th, Comedian Nikki Glazier, March 9th. Singer-songwriter Emmylou Harris, March 22nd. Free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations for everybody. For all things Parks Casino, just visit parkscasino.com. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We will get to the Ron DeSantis fake Winston Churchill quote. He's been fact-checked. He was wrong. And wait till you hear the beer company that actually takes credit for a lot of this. That'll be coming up in hour two after Dawn's News. But as we put a bow on hour number one here, just about a minute or so as we wrap up the six o'clock hour, just an ama- you think about the border disaster 
and SCOTUS ruling 5-4 in favor of Joe Biden and the Biden administration to take down that razor wire. I just want to give you a unbelievably alarming uh, stat, courtesy of the CDC. In the United States of America, from 2022 through 2023, we had 73,845 fentanyl deaths in the United States of America. You don't hear that on mainstream media. You don't hear that. And that, by the way, is courtesy of the CDC. So those facts are out there. They're just not broadcasted. Um, think about that. Almost 75,000 people, maybe some of those people knowingly taking fentanyl, but a lot of them certainly unaware that they are taking something. And in reality, it was filled, laced. What I don't know what the verbiage is. I'm not in the drug market or the drug industry. But they took fentanyl and they died. You would think, whether it's the Supreme Court of the United States, the Biden administration, you name it on down the list, that protecting Americans from death would be, and this is really national security is what it is. We always think about terrorists uh, or people coming in here with intentions to you know, shoot something up or blow something up or whatever it is. But fentanyl is killing massive amounts of Americans. And this administration will sit here and tell us the border is not a problem. Well, fentanyl, as we know, produced in China on boats, comes around to the bottom of uh, the southern border, up through Mexico, in through the country. Just figured we would share that stat. Keep that number in mind, courtesy of the CDC, 73,845. All right, hour two is on the way. Dawn will have some news to kick off the 7 o'clock hour, and then we will get to Ron DeSantis and his fake Winston Churchill quote in his concession speech from Sunday. Hour two of Kale & Company next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.